0: Welcome to Zurich's Risk Insights Series on Coronavirus, What Businesses Need to Know Now. I'm Mark Stevenson from Zurich, North America. I'm here with Alan Roberts, a Zurich Senior Health and Safety Risk Management Consultant based in California. A major part of Alan's role is working with customers on a broad range of employee health and safety issues, including raising client awareness about ergonomic principles that can help promote healthier, more productive workplaces. But with the onset of the coronavirus pandemic, many millions of employees have been working from kitchen tables, living rooms, and other makeshift home workspaces that may not be as ergonomically friendly as their traditional workspaces. So Alan, what are some of the most common ergonomic challenges faced by home workers, many of whom were new to remote working before the pandemic?
1: well thank you thank you uh, mark and great to be with you again on this podcast uh, i would say uh, just the top two or three items that come to my mind based on my years of practice in the ergonomics field would be uh, seated postures and monitor height and placement uh, but with those two also um, the you know the challenge of having to navigate a comfortable workspace Uh, with limited options uh, at home. Another challenge, uh, well within their control, however, is working too many hours without taking uh, the necessary breaks. And so those, those will be the top two or three that come to my mind, Mark.
0: Yeah, well, what are some of the most frequent and specific sources of physical strain in a remote work environment?
1: So as a cautionary note, I like to remind my customers of the importance of early reporting, and that can't be overstated. Um, based on my experience uh, in this field, this is a recurring theme that I am constantly coaching uh, my customers, employees about, and that is the importance of of, of reporting uh, any soreness uh, early in the process. Uh, failure failure to address this reporting element, uh, which I would say would uh, typically involve tightness, soreness about the different parts of the body uh, that can lead to what's called persistent pain. So we move from transitory pain to persistent pain, and that's usually when we're looking at the potential, anyway, for a disability and claims. Uh, with regard to the body parts, however, I would say uh, the top three stressors that I am constantly, constantly working with my customers on is one. Uh, your neck and upper back uh, and discomfort in those areas typically as a result of working on laptops and, and trans transcribing hard copy notes uh, with very very poor head and neck posture. Secondly, uh, low back discomfort, and that's oftentimes associated with poor seated postures, feet that are dangling, unsupported feet, or poorly supported low back postures. The third one. Uh, that I work with, uh, not as frequent as the first two, and that would be wrist, arm, and shoulder discomfort, and that again is tied uh, oftentimes to undersized keyboards and or uh, heavy, heavy uh, mouse use uh, because of uh, mouse-intensive platforms such as spreadsheets, that kind of thing.
0: Well, can these uh, can these stresses that you've just outlined for us actually result in in actual injuries over time?
1: So that's a great question, Mark, and the answer is yes. Um, Injuries of this kind, uh, sometimes referred to as soft tissue injuries in the medical profession, uh, are termed overuse uh, muscle tendon groups, uh, which lead to uh, work-related musculoskeletal disorders, or WRMSDs. Uh, So musculoskeletal disorders are typically what we in the safety in the ergonomics world see and work with our customers to try to mitigate. In the past, these kinds of injuries were oftentimes referred to as repetitive motion injuries and are still referred to in that manner and or repetitive stress injuries.
0: Alan, do remote workers need to invest in a lot of new equipment or do most households already have what they need to set up an ergonomically friendly workspace?
1: Again, another great question, Mark. And the answer would be, it depends. So it depends on if there is any uh, kind of uh, previous injury, pre-existing health conditions like past surgeries and or past injuries that could be exacerbated by a work from home arrangement where you have limited adjustability. Um, you know, this is the reason why it's so important uh, that training be provided to employees on what's what we term in the practice or the profession symptom recognition and early reporting as I had mentioned earlier. Uh, that's the key towards avoiding uh, injury and 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 sometimes pretty expensive mitigation strategies. However, other employees uh, which don't have that kind of element of pre-existing conditions, typically that can be easily managed. If you have a if if you have a good ergonomics chair, then it would be something as simple as maybe centering or positioning you know, monitors. If you're working from dual monitors, it could be adjusting the height and the position of the monitor, such as uh, using maybe a book or a ream of paper. Um, and and also with regard to supporting the dangling feet that I had mentioned earlier in our conversation, something like an inexpensive footrest could save you a ton of money on the back end from a low back um, you know, injury or claim. So it should be noted That laptop uh, keyboards are oftentimes very awkward to work from, and they were never designed uh, for continuous use. I mean, laptops were a portable convenience that was being used to keep people productive, but it was never meant to be used on a full eight-hour-plus day. And so, again, if you're working from a laptop, it could be something as simple as a, you know, thirty or forty-dollar detachable keyboard. And a laptop stand for maybe fifteen or twenty dollars, as well as a detachable mouse, and uh, you're off to the races in terms of having a very comfortable and and productive uh, workstation. Well,
0: uh, you know, Alan, you you mentioned the importance of uh, of breaks uh, earlier and setting boundaries in a typical workday at home. Could you talk about that a little more?
1: Sure. So it's it's important uh, to take breaks. Uh, on a a regular basis. And again, uh, the purpose of the breaks, they're very short. Uh, The literature suggests, as well as OSHA recommendations, uh, that the breaks should be 5 minutes for every 50 minutes worked, or 2 to 3 minutes at the bottom of every half hour, or at the top of the half hour. And so what this does, Mark, is it facilitates very necessary blood flow and circulation, particularly to those stressed and oxygen depleted muscle groups in the hand, wrist, forearm, shoulders, upper back, neck, back, legs, that kind of thing. So uh, and if you have a sit stand workstation, uh, alternate uh, positions are also encouraged so that we're not standing for uh, protracted times of the day, long periods of the day. And so it's a good combination again to facilitate uh, good circulation. Uh, to those uh, depleted muscle groups.
0: Well, I thank you for your time, Alan, and for sharing some great insights for businesses in dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. And we want to thank our listeners as well. Everybody stay safe and stay healthy. And for more information focused on coronavirus, the path forward, go to zurichna.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening.